Well, good afternoon to all of you. I know that uh, in the uh, the house group you've been studying the purpose-driven life. In fact, in all the house groups, we're all studying the same book. And in the group that I'm leading, we've just finished the first part. And I found it interesting because in the first part, the writer is trying to show us that we need to have a purpose in life. And so he brings different reasons why we need that purpose. But one of the reasons is the fact that this life is so short. And it even seems shorter when we compare it to eternity. And therefore the fact that this life is short and that eternity is real then that should affect what we do with our lives down here. It reminds us that we are only here temporarily. And that this is not our home. He tells the story of a, a missionary who had been working overseas for many, many years. And he comes back home to the USA. And this is the time when they used to come travel on boats. And it so happened that on the same boat was the president of America. And the missionary noticed that when they got to New York, everybody was there waiting to welcome the president. And there was great ceremony and singing and so on. And this missionary was coming home after many, many years of serving overseas. But there was nobody there to welcome him. Home. And he felt a little bit sad and even uh, with resentment that uh, this was happening. But then God spoke to him. And he says, But my child, you are not home yet. And of course, this is not our home. We're waiting for our home. I don't know how many of you have seen uh, the film that's been out for a while now called The Terminal. The Terminal. Tom Hanks is playing in it. And it, it all takes place at an airport terminal. And 
And this person called Victor was traveling from his country to visit America. Yeah, Tom Hanks, Chagum Victor, Dera, Dera, Victor, Jan Portumer, Irier, Kritz, Depi, America. But as he's flying to America, there's a change of government in his country. Yer Tarnum, America, Ir Tarichkin Tatskum, Irier, Krum, Karavarutsna Pokfume. And when he gets to America, he finds his visa is no longer valid. Yeah, Yer Pjamanum, America. And neither can he go back home. So he ends up living at the terminal. And so the whole story of the film, you can see it yourself, is about how he lives here at this terminal. If only the authorities knew that all he wanted to do was to spend two hours in America. And eventually towards the end of the film, he's allowed to go in. Because by this time the government is being sorted out in his home country. And he enters New York, does what he wants to do. And then he gets back into a taxi. And the driver says, Where do you want to go? I want to go home. Of course, many people seeing that film would not realize perhaps the background to it. It's actually based on a true story. The story of an Iranian by the name of Mehran who lived for 11 years in an airport terminal. He was stuck in Paris airport. He was known as Mr. Alfred. I mean, you imagine 11 years living in an airport terminal. Sleeping on a, a bench each night. People around having to give him food. Eleven years went by. And eventually uh, the Belgium government took mercy on him and allowed him to Belgium. But it raises the question, where do we belong? Where is our home? For us as Christians, living here on life is like being in a, in a terminal. Because we're waiting to go to our destination. We are living in exile. And therefore, that's exactly what the Bible says. It says that all believers, as far as this world is concerned, we're like sojourners and exiles. 
We're aliens, we're strangers. That's why Peter says, he says, you are alien and strangers in the world. Live your lives here as strangers. He talks about the time of our exile that we're living in. And it's not just this is in the New Testament. In Psalm 119, the writer says, I am a, a sojourner, I am a stranger on the earth. He says, uh, your, your, uh, your statutes, your laws have been my songs in the house of my sojourning. And what I find amazing is that so many of these believers in the Old Testament, they, they, they realize that we are temporary residents here on earth. Even, even someone like Abraham realized this. For example, in Hebrews chapter 11, we read about this. And it says that Abraham was even willing to live in tents. Because it says he was looking forward to a very special city. It's got foundations where the designer and the builder is God. And it goes on to say, all these people like Abraham, they died in faith. They didn't receive all the things that had been promised. But they realized this that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. And so it goes on to say that these people, they were, they were searching for somewhere special. It says they're seeking a homeland. They realize it wasn't here. Because it goes on to say, if they have been thinking of the land from which they have come, they have plenty of time to go back to it. But no, they were after something else. A better country, it says. A heavenly country. And it says, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Because he's prepared for them a city. So you see all the words that are being used here. We've got city. We've got homeland. A better country. A heavenly country. And it's obvious that it's all in the future. It was not found here on earth. Now what about us? Well, 
We share in the same hope as Abraham and all his friends. And so in the same book, this is Hebrews, in chapter 13, there's one verse. Where it says, we have no lasting city here. But we seek the city that is to come. So you see, the writer is no longer talking about Abraham and all his friends. But he says, we. We today. We've got no permanent city here. We're looking forward to the city that is to come. But there's a question here. Is there a difference between the hope that Abraham and all his friends had and the hope that we have? Is there a difference between the hope that they had for the future and the hope that we have got? Is there a difference? Same hope? Ah. Ah. Except for Jesus who has come. And that is the big difference. That we know that Jesus has come. And do you know what the good news is? We have already come to this city. We've already entered this Spiritual city. You might say, well, how do you know? Haven't you just read that it says we've got no lasting city here? Well, between Hebrews 11 and 13, We've got Hebrews chapter 12. <laughs> and chapter 12 tells us that we've already come. Amen. Amen. Well, let, let's read and see what it says. <laughs> so we're going to hear in Armenian only uh, some verses from chapter 12. This is Hebrews chapter 12, for those that want to follow it in English, uh, verse 18 through to the end. Hebrews <laughs> Chavarov, Yev Marikov, Ur Pogner Henshum, Yev Lesumer Asso Patka Mogzaina, Jogovurta, Vur Lesumer Einzaina, Arachumer, Vur Einchelessi Kirkin, Vurofetev Sarsa Pazer, 
այն հրամանից, որ ասում էր, ով որ մոտենա լերանը, թե կուզ մի անասուն, կարկոցվելով պիտի մերնի, այնքան ահավոր էր տեսարանը, որ մովսեսնել ասում էր, սարսապից դողում եմ, դուք սակայն մոտեցելեք Մոտեցել եք երկնքում արձանագրված աստու անդրանիկ զավակների բերկրալի հավակույթին, աստուն, որ բոլորի դատավորն է, կատարելության հասած արդարների հոքիներին, նոր ուղթի միջնորդին, հիսուսին և նրա թապած արյունին, չլինի թե մերժեք աստո խոսկը լսել, որև հետև եթե նրա հրամանները մարդկանց պոխանցող մովսեսին չհնազանդվողները ազատում չունեցան, մենք բնավ ազատում չենք ունենա։ Եթե թիկունք դարձնենք աստուն, որ երկնքից իր մնում է նրա խոստումը, որ ասում է, մի անգամ եվս պիտի շարժեմ և ոչ մի ան երկիրը ալ երկին կնել։ Մի անգամ եվս խոսկը ծույց է տալիս, որ ստեղծագործության մեջ խաղթված բաները կպոխվեն, մինչտեր Եվ այն երախտագիտությամբ էլ ծարայենք աստծուն, այնպես ինչպես հաճլի է իրեն հարգանքով և պատկարանքով, որև հետև ինչպես սուրդ գիրքն է աստում, մեր աստվածը լապող գրակ է։ Եթե կարդանք սան երկրորդ համարը շատ You have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God. So you might ask, so what's going on here? Have we come or haven't we come? Of course, is one sense in which we haven't come. And that's why chapter 13 says we look forward to that city that's coming. But there's a wonderful sense in which because of what Jesus has done for us, we have already come to the And Jesus was more or less saying the same thing when he taught about the kingdom of God. I used to get I used to get very confused. Yes, and turn up as she put for me. I'd look at the verses of Jesus. And he would, and they were asking, "Has the kingdom of God come?" Եվ մարդիկ հարց էին տալիս նրան, արդսոք աստված աստծու թակավորությունը եկել է դեր։ Եվ հիսուսը շատ անգան պատասխրում էր, որ ոչ դա կլինի ապագայում։ Բայց մի աժամրակ հիսուսը այլ խոսկեր է ասել, որ դեղ ասում � 
Just like this city, in one sense, the kingdom of God is in the future. But again, because of what Christ has done for us, the kingdom of God is at work now. What is this city like? If we have come to it, what do we belong to? In these few verses, there are three important truths. First of all, we belong to a spiritual city or a spiritual kingdom. In fact, what a contrast there is between this Mount Sinai and Mount Zion. I mean, what it says about Mount Sinai, I mean, they were scared when they went there. Blazing fire and darkness, gloom and tempest is all in verse 18. They couldn't approach the divine presence. And the divine voice of God, it was overwhelming. Is this what we've come to? No, in verse 18 it says, you have not come to something that might be touched. So what we come to? We've come to the new and living way that Jesus has opened up for us. It's not physical. It cannot be touched. It is something spiritual. And that's the great work that God is doing in our world today. You don't read about it in the papers. You don't hear about it on the news. But the way in which God is extending his kingdom around the world. And we have have the privilege of being part of that. But right now it is a spiritual reality. There, there are two verses that help me to understand this. One is in Romans 14 where it says this. It says the kingdom of God, this is verse 17, is not food and drink. But it is righteousness. It is peace. It is joy in the Holy Spirit. It's so clear that verse. So it's not food and drink. It's not something physical we're talking about. But it's all the spiritual blessings that we have in Christ. And the other verse that helped me is Colossians 1, verse Where Paul says that he has delivered us from the dominion of darkness. And he's, he's transferred us 
to the kingdom of his beloved son. I believe that one of the most important words, and I hope it comes across in Armenia, one of the most important words in our Christian experience is the word transfer. I mean, these days they often use it in, for sport. When this player is going to be transferred to another football team. And uh, this person moves from one team to the other. And it's no good someone like uh, Ferguson from Manchester United. Manchester United Alex Ferguson. Phoning somebody who's just been transferred to the Chelsea team. And ask him, well, where were you? You weren't at practice this morning. So which this person was said, well, I'm no longer under your control or authority. I've been transferred to another team. Now, spiritually, that has to happen to every human being. People are under the dominion of darkness. I realize if we go outside to tell people, many of them will get upset. But this is what the Word of God teaches. That people are in the kingdom of Satan. Because of sin and so on. But what God wants to do is He wants to take us out of that and to transfer us to another kingdom which is the kingdom of his son and that's this city this heavenly country that we're talking about and as long as we remain under Satan's rule we will never find a purpose to live for. And it's a wonderful privilege to know that we're part of this spiritual city this spiritual kingdom. But the second thing we find here is something else. That we belong to an eternal kingdom. This is an eternal country. This is not, this is not like living in an airport terminal. This is not something temporary. It says in these verses that it says their names have been enrolled in heaven. It's the city of the living God. And because it's the living God, it's something permanent, it's eternal. That's why in Philippians it says about our citizenship. And it says our citizenship is in heaven. 
And Paul says, you are no longer foreigners and aliens. Now, didn't we just say that we were foreigners and aliens? Yes, as far as this world is concerned. We're still foreigners and aliens. But then Paul says, we are fellow citizens with God's people. We're members of God's family. And so therefore, Peter writes and he says, yes, he says, at one time you were not a people. But now you're God's people. Once you had not received any mercy, now you have received mercy. And then he says, Behold, I urge you as sojourners and exiles in the world, and so on. Հետո շարունակում է ասել, ես ձեզ հաճալերում եմ, իբրև օտարներ այս աշխարում։ And as believers in Christ, we have this wonderful sense of, be, of knowing that we belong to the to the the family of God. And this certainty and assurance is a wonderful blessing. Remember that the disciples of Jesus, they went out on one of their missions and they saw great things happen. And they came back and they started to tell the Master Jesus all they've been doing. And Jesus said, yes, but rejoice in this. That your names are written up there. There was a, a young lady who had been to church many times. And uh, she'd heard the message. But it never really believed in Jesus. And uh, she became very ill. Uh, she was in like a, like a coma, that sort of state. And uh, she, she was dreaming that, that she had now died. And she's standing at the door of heaven and wants to go in. Yevnah of course, it may be that it's all become computerized up there. I don't know. And everywhere he looks, he's like, sorry, I can't find it. And, a, and after watch, he's like, well, what is it that I've done that my name should be here? And the angel said, my dear, it's not what you've done, it's what you haven't done. 
You have neglected to believe in the gospel. Well, fortunately for this girl, this was all a bit. Of, this was all a dream. And when she came out of this coma, she sort of got out of bed, knelt down, and opened her life to Christ. And believed in him so that her name might be recorded in that Lamb's Book of Life. That's exactly what it says here. You have come to Mount Zion to the, to the assembly of the firstborn. This could also be said to the Yes, it can also be translated to the church of the firstborn. So it's telling us that the church is made up of those who have been born again. And it says who, whose names are enrolled in heaven. And to me, the greatest tragedy, especially for people that are from a Christian background, whether they be English or Armenian, is that so many do not know where they are going. We plan for the future. But what about eternity? When I was in Tabriz and this Assyrian lady came through, she had been abroad for many years. And she came back to see some of her Assyrian family. And she, was, she became very, very ill. And uh, was, was at the point of death. She was only in her early 30s. But nobody knew, because she didn't, wasn't living in Tabriz, nobody knew from which church she'd come from. And amongst the Assyrians in Tabriz, what, what were they talking about? Where are we going to bury her? So there were three Christian cemeteries in Tabriz. Orthodox, Catholic and Protestant. But they didn't know where this girl was from. So where are we going to bury her? When I heard about this, I got very upset. I said to them, I said, does it matter where we bury her? I said, where is she going? They said, we don't know where she's going. <laughs> so I immediately contacted one of the um, Assyrian believers. Yes, And went and visited her. And although she was very weak, yet it was possible to talk to her. And uh, this Assyrian believer, because she only spoke Assyrian, spoke to her to find out, did she know where she was going? 
կարգացավ իր հետ խոսել իր լեզվով եւ հարցրեց արդյոք դու գիտես թե ուրես գնալու մահից հետո She didn't know where she was going. She did or she didn't. Նա չէ գիտել թե ուրա գնալու. And uh, in those last few days there was an opportunity to be able to help her to believe in Christ. Եվ իրանքի վերջին օրերին հնարավորություն բացվեց որ իրեն բացատրեին թե ուր կարելի է գնալ կյանքում Հիսուսի ավետրանի պատկամը բացեց She died Նա մահացավ I can't remember where we buried her now Ես անկեղծ ասած անկեղծ ասած չեմ հիշում թե ուրենք թաղել նրան But the important thing is this that she needed to know where she was going Բայց որն է կարևորը որ այդ կինը կարիք ուներ իմանալու թե ուր է նա գնում And that is the what a tremendous blessing to be able to know that we have eternal life. Ինչ մեծ եւ սկանչլի օրնություն է ունենալ այն վստահությունը որ մենք ունենք հավիտենական կյանք։ To know that we belong to this eternal kingdom. Եվ որ մենք պատկանում ենք այս հավիտենական թագավորությանը։ And the third thing we find here is this. Երրորդ կետը որը մենք այստեղ գտնում ենք It's not just that this this new country this new city is is spiritual. Այս նոր քաղաքը, այս նոր երկիրը ոչ միայն հոգևոր է, or that it's eternal, ոչ միայն հավիտենական է, but it's unshakable. Նաև անսասանելի, հա? Անշարժ է. Well, is that what it says? Yes. At the end, the end of the verses here that's what it talks about. In 28? Yes. Անսասանելի. It says here that for example in verse 28 Be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Հետևաբար երախտապարտ լինենք որ աստված անսասանելի մի թագավորություն է տալիս մեզ. The kingdoms of this world they shake. Այս աշխարի երկիրները շարժվում են, սասանելի են. We read the news and nobody knows what's going to happen next. Մենք դուրերը լսում ենք, կարդում ենք եւ ոչ ոքի չգիտի թե հետագայում ինչ է պատահելու։ Political instability, քաղաքական անկայունություն կա։ Economic problems, տնտեսական խնդիրներ կան։ Social difficulties, սոցիալական խնդիրներ կան։ And we see all these things around us. Եվ այս խնդիրները տեսնում ենք, մեզ շրջապատում են։ But you know, sometimes our own personal world shakes as well. Եվ բացի դրանից, նաև շատ հաճախ մեր անձնական ներքին աշխարը շարժվում է, դողում է։ Somebody that's very close to us passes away, for example. Օրինակ է, որ եթե մեզ շատ մոտիկ բարեկամ մահանում է։ Everything gets shaken up. Ամենից տակնուրա է լինում։ Maybe uh, we lose our job. Գուցե մենք մեր աշխատանքից ենք ազատվում։ Many many personal difficulties. Եվ կան շատ տարբեր անձնական դժվարություններ։ But you know sometimes it's good for that to happen. Սակայն շատ հաճախ լավ է որ նման դեպքեր պատահում են։ You see it says here that what's God going to do? It says that he, God says I will shake not only the earth but also the heavens at the end of verse 26. 26-րդ համարում աստված ասում է ինչ է անելու աստված որ մի անգամ եւս պետի շարժեմ եւ ոչ միայն երկիրը այլ երկին քնել։ And why does God do this? Ինչու է աստված ուզում սա կատարել։ In verse 27 he gives the answer. 27-րդ համարում պատասխանը գրված է։ I'm going to shake things. I'm going to shake things. Yes, it's written differently in the structure, so. Aha. I am going to shake things in order to the end of 27 that those things that cannot be shaken may remain. Մի անգամ եւս խոսքը ցույց է տալիս որ ստեղծագործության մեջ խախտված բաները կփոխվեն, մինչդեռ անշարժ 
Sometimes therefore things have to be shaken. In order that what cannot be shaken remain. And one reason why God uh, allows these things to happen in our lives (laughs) is to make sure that we know where we belong. And that God's country, God's city cannot be shaken. And this is what gives us security. In fact, I like to use these two words together. Security and identity. Who am I? Where do I belong? I am a child of God. That gives me identity. Where do I belong? The family of God. That gives me security. And therefore, when things go wrong, it reminds me that I haven't got to the end yet. But because of what Christ has done, this new life is started. And I am in Him. Have you seen my two plates? The Bible says that there are two ages. We've got this age. And we've got the age which is to come. And these two expressions, they're used in the Bible a lot. And, and the Jews, they also believe in this. Uh, they say we are now living in this age. And the Jews are waiting for the age to come. And they say that when Christ comes back, Actually, I made a mistake. When the Messiah comes back. So I just said when Christ comes back, they don't believe he's come yet. <laughs> they believe when Christ comes, which for them is in the future, that this age will finish, and this age will begin. Now what do we believe? Yes, the Bible keeps using these two expressions. This age and the age to come. But of course we believe that Christ has come. And so there's a sense in which this age has already begun. The kingdom of God is here. You have come to this spiritual city. So this age is no longer just here. But it is here. And we can draw a line down here. This is the first coming of Christ. This age is still here, 
we are in Christ. And in Him there's peace. So we experience tribulation and trouble. And we also experience peace. And we look forward to that time when Christ will come again. When we will fully enter that country. And this will finish. So, in conclusion, what are we supposed to do? Well, just the last one verse, the verse 28. The writer says, let us be grateful. For receiving this kingdom that cannot be shaken. And I trust that uh, all of us here, we are really grateful. And we've done absolutely nothing to get it. And we don't deserve it. It's all of his grace and his mercy. But he came for us to bring us out of that dominion of Satan. And to put us into this new relationship with himself and to his kingdom. And that's why our, our hearts are, are always full of thanksgiving and praise for what the Lord is doing. But there's a second thing here we're supposed to do. And, and thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship. Um, that right? mm-hmm. So we're grateful. For our God is a consuming fire. You see, the God that was at Mount Sinai, 
Այն աստվածը, որը ներկա էր սինալերան վրա, նույն աստվածն է. Բոլորը սարսապում էին նրանից. Մովսես ասմ է, ես դողում եմ, սարսապիս դողում եմ. Աստված չի փոխվել. Նա մնում է սուրպ և արդար։ Նա դեր լապող գրակ է։ As someone has says the fire on Sinai is a thing of the past. But the fire of God's holiness will never be extinguished. And the believer knows that in the presence of that bright light all his sins are exposed they're open but he also rejoices because of god's mercy that in its refining flames those sins can be consumed how are they consumed Ինչպես է մեղքը վառվում կրակում 24 գլխում գրված է You have come to Mount Sorry you have come to Mount Zion Դուք մտածել եք Սիոն ներանը The city the living God Կենթանի աստծո քաղաքը And verse 24 24 And to Jesus Եվ նաև Հիսուսին The mediator of a new covenant Նոր ուղտի միջնորդը And to the sprinkled blood Եվ նրա թափած արյունին որ ավելի լավ արթարություն է պահանջում եւ ավելի ավելի լավ արթարություն է պահանջում քան ավելի արյունը Yes God is not changed Աստված չի փոխվել He still desires holiness in our lives Նա այսօր նաեւ պահանջում է սրբություն մեզնից He desires that worship with reverence and awe Նա պահանջում է պաշտամունք հարգանքով եւ պատկառանքով But we rejoice it because of the perfect sacrifice of Jesus. Our sins are forgiven because of his shed blood. And we can know that we've been truly forgiven. And when we when we fall we know that when we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. So praise the Lord. We're only here temporarily. Eternity is in the future. But it's not just in the future. It's also begun here. And we rejoice in all the blessings that God has brought us into. But we want to live those lives that will be constantly thanking Him and worshipping Him and doing all those things that you'll be reading about in the rest of the Purpose Driven Life. Let's just take a moment of quiet as we come to prayer.
We ask Father that you will help us. To realize that this life is short. We're only here temporarily. And that our home is somewhere else. We want to thank you, Father, that in one sense we know that, yes, we have not yet fully arrived at this permanent country. And therefore we are aliens and strangers, we're foreigners in this world. We're just passing through. But we want to thank you, Father, for the fact that 2,000 years ago, Christ came for us. And as we read in your word, it says, you have come to Mount Zion. We have come to you, the city of the living God. This heavenly Jerusalem. This permanent home. And we thank you, Father, for the present spiritual reality of this home. Which is not food and drink. But it's righteousness. It's peace and it's joy. In your in the Holy Spirit. And we thank you that you've delivered us from the dominion of darkness. And you've transferred us to the kingdom of God. We thank you that we belong to an eternal kingdom. And that our names, if we believed in Christ, are written in the Lamb's book. We thank you that we belong to an unshakable kingdom. And even though sometimes our own personal world shakes, yet these are just reminders that we are just passing through. So Lord, we ask, help us to be grateful for what you have done for us. Help us to live lives that will truly worship you. To thank you for the shed blood of Christ for us. And to allow the reality of eternity to affect the way that we live down here. We ask it in Jesus' name.